What's up, Internet? It's Big Bad Voodoo, and in case you've been stuck on Military Island all week, here's what's new from the Pachinki Underground. First today, I want to congratulate the PUBG team on hitting over 2 million concurrent users on Steam. It's a massive milestone and continues to push the Steam record higher and higher. With over 15 million copies sold, I'm sure we're going to see that number continue to climb. Some big news this week and quite a bit to go over, so let's get into it. As expected, we received a small patch this week. Notably, this update adjusted the spawn rate of items in the northeast corner of the map and removed the fire from the starting plane when a player is on fire on Spawn Island. Supposedly, it also changed the Always Asia bug, replacing it with Always North America instead. The team announced that Korea and Japan servers have been brought online and that all game modes would be made available in the new region. Additionally, based on usage data, first-person squad mode has been added to the South America, Southeast Asia, and Oceanic servers. The biggest news to come out of the patch announcement was the release of a rough roadmap for the next 11 weeks of development. They're still aiming to have PC 1.0 available by the end of the year, and with all the work they have left to do, they gave us some idea of what to expect. The note stated that the devs intend to run the test server at least three times in the next 11 weeks, and that they intend to have vaulting and climbing on the test server for at least a month in order to work out all of the inevitable kinks with the system and see how the servers react to the additional workload. As I suspected last week, the developers will be rolling out phase one of testing for climbing and vaulting in late October or early November. Phase two will involve additional testing for the new system and some new content. And finally, phase three will be additional content including the new desert map. On the topic of the desert environment, PC Gamer had an exclusive article that featured several new screenshots. One appeared to be of a crashed cargo plane, another showed some houses around a roadway intersection, and the last appears to be a radar tower in the hills. According to the article, there's a wrestling arena and several craters with towns built into them, including the above-mentioned plane crash. The writer states that while the climbing and vaulting system is still in progress, that it feels extremely smooth. There will be more screenshots and a write-up about the map, including interviews with some of the bigwigs at Blue Hole in the November issue of the magazine. I'll link to the article in the show notes. And that brings us to the strategy tip of the week. I've decided to tie this in with the info about the desert map and talk about knowing your buildings. There are several buildings across the map that have a higher concentration of loot spawn or have higher than average quality of loot, and these are all in the high traffic areas like the military base or the prison. One of my favorite buildings to target are the radio or observation domes. There's one southwest of Gatka, one on the mountain at Military Island, and recently added one on top of Stalber Mountain. These buildings are best when you're able to land on the very top level where the dome is because there are several loot spawns and this area can't be accessed except by the landing there. While I've had some drops where my luck is bad, I typically come away with level 2 or level 3 armor and helmets, a backpack, and two decent weapons. It's usually best to try for these buildings when they're near the end of the flight path, unless you're up for a quick and dirty fight to win the loot. Another area that I'm fond of are what I call the quads. There's at least two groups that are nearly identical, four buildings in a rough square and a shack, a pair of two-story buildings with the balconies, and two of the larger two-floor buildings. One is east of Milta, between the city and the substation, and another south of Pachinki, near the major intersection between the southern highway and the Pachinki highway. These buildings have a high concentration of loot, and the Pachinki set are well-positioned to reach many of the common circle spawns. With the new environment coming, one of the first things you're going to want to do is get to know the new buildings and pinpoint loot locations that are either high density or high loot quality. I know I'm going to be looking for some of the out of the way places to start my rounds and get rolling. And that's all the news from the Pachinki Underground. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed the episode. You can reach me on Twitter at bbv underscore gaming or via email at bigbadvoodoogaming at gmail.com. As always, keep your radios on and check your corners. I'm Big Bad Voodoo and I'll see you out there.